0: So, many years ago, it wasn't too many years ago, it was like, uh, how long ago was it? Back, remember when you used to be able to fly from state to state? It was, you know, it was around that time. And um, you could have international preachers come into the country, no worries. Um, It was around then, so it was probably 2018. Um, I went to a national conference and there was a message spoke by a man called Pastor Choco de Jesus. He wasn't Jesus, but um, he spoke by the Holy Spirit, and he spoke a message that impacted me so much that um, I just want to share a bit of that message. I've got you know, I've got my own spin on it. I'm not going to like do word for word, you know. I was in front of YouTube, you know, going like, oh, he acts like this. I must do this, you know. I've got my own spin on it. But, um, I thought I better credit him because I don't want to steal someone's work, you know, but it impacted me so much that I thought, thought, sorry, uh, that it would be like robbing you guys of some real good imagery, you know, like I, I, I don't want to like, you know, just, you know, preach you a, a sermon that God doesn't want to preach because I don't want to steal someone else's sermon, you know, I thought, you know, let's, uh, let's give this a crack and, um. You, you just got to. If you want to see it, Pastor Choco D. Jesus. And it's um, completely different to what I'm going to speak on. But uh, it's uh, Seek First on YouTube. I found it. And um, I copied it to the T. So. Um, no, I didn't. I got different scriptures. But the first scripture is exactly the same. This is where I want to start. It is in Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. So when you get there in your Bible. Um, If you're not there, I'm going to start already. Um, As a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? Now, I love this scripture. It's such a deep scripture. Like I could just imagine the psalmist uh, somewhere like Bright or Delagong out in the bush, and um, he, you know just checking out the shrub and the, the beautiful little creeks and all that. And he, he, he's uh, he's walking around and he sees a deer, and he's like, Oh that deer is thirsty. This deer is so thirsty." And then he reflects on the thirst of the deer. And he thinks about his own soul and the thirst that he has for the Lord. And he goes, oh, this is, this is the, the, the desire that I have to be touched by God. My, like that deer pants for water is the thirst and the desperate need of the Lord in my life. And uh, see, the water for the deer is life. If the deer is, does, If the deer doesn't get water, it is going to die. So it's a desperate uh, pant for water for this deer. And it's, um, he relates it to his own spiritual journey. He's like, I'm in desperate need of the presence of the Lord. So my soul, so my soul pants for you, my God. And I love that desperation. I love that imagery. And that's where I want to, um, I want to take us, I want to paint a picture in everyone's mind on this passage. And uh, it's totally original. (laughs) So, um, there is five stages of dehydration for a deer. Five stages. The very first thing, not including thirst, obviously, because, you know, the deer... Feels thirsty, you would just go to the water and have a little drink. But things, symptoms, symptoms of major dehydration. There is five things that happen to a deer. Now, the very first thing that happens to a deer if it's uh, gone past the thirst and it has not drank of water is its vision. A deer will go blind the first thing to go is the eyes and it's like you know so it's like it's you know walking around and it's looking for water it can't look for water anymore it goes it goes blind the lack of water in um in the deer attacks the vision and it's very significant to the spiritual journey for many of us. Because how, how often do you go, oh, you know, I've done so much for the church. Oh, you know, like I, you know, I don't know where this church is going. I don't see where it's going. You know, you, you get those people who have, um, you know, distanced themselves from the, uh, the presence of God. And the first thing is they start to lose the vision for their vision for their, uh, for their spiritual journey. For the spiritual journey with one another, you know, even their vision for the family, you know, um, and uh, I know all about, you know, like vision for, you know, wives and kids and family and all this sort of stuff. Um, no, I don't. But <laughs> 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 but I was, I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone the other day, and because um, you know, I've been a single guy for a long time. And I was just, I was asking the question. I said, oh, you know, I was really asking this to myself. I was like, you know, what do you, what's the vision, you know, what do you want to achieve in your singleness? And I asked that question to myself, really, when I was asking this person. And um, there is, we have to have a vision in every area of our life, you know, in our singleness, in our um, relationships with our family, with our wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, kids. We want to have vision. We want to have vision for our spiritual life and for what God would have us do. And it is important to, that, we, um, that we are constantly sipping from the water of life. So we don't lose our vision, it says. Oh, and there's another thing. When, when you're in God, your vision is clearer in the sense of you see through the eyes of eternity. This is not our home. You know, our home is is goes through this temporal realm into eternity, and it's like, and if we lose sight of that, it's really um, it's it's a scary thought. So we get to see with the um with the eyes that the Lord, you know, uh, sees through us, and that's that's not just a temporary; it's the uh, it's the eternal. Now it says in uh, Proverbs chapter twenty nine verse eighteen, it says. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And um, so I'm starting to feel sorry for this deer right now. I'm painting a bit of a gruesome picture for you. But, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully you get this, you know. It's always kept me on track. That's why I'm sharing it with you. Because I start to think about this deer and I think about myself. And I'm like, oh, gosh. All right, I need your presence. I need you more, Lord, you know. So, uh, all right. Second stage, second symptom of dehydration for a uh, for a deer is it cannot run. It uh, it's weakened. Its muscles are weakened, and the water probably does something to the muscles to make it stronger, and it doesn't have that, so it's weakened. It cannot run. I remember I was actually uh, I went um, with a couple Hillsong mates to the snow once, and I was driving back in the little Lancer. I had a little Lancer. And um, I'm coming back from Delagong, and um, I take a wrong turn, I should have turned left, and then I'm like, oh, and then I, I think, oh, I'll just chuck the GPS on, I don't really know where I am, it's, it was night, I don't, you know, and I trust the GPS too much. And um, <laughs> the GPS thought it'd be a great idea to lead me up this hill on a dirt road at night, and I thought, this is fun, this is good. You know, I'm in my early 20s, so I'm like, ah, oh, this is a bit of fun. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know, a little rally car. And, and then I um, look at the fuel gauge when I'm about halfway up the hill. I'm like, oh, she's not got much fuel in it. <laughs> not as much as I thought. And then I started acting a bit more sensible because I'm like, oh, you know, I, I actually don't know where I am. The Mac Maps packed it in, led me right up to the top of the hill, and then it left me there. I know, like my old iPhone 4 or whatever, it was just like, yep, see you later, I'm cooked. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know where I am. And um, so anyway, I see a four-wheel drive guy, and he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, just um, just trying to get to Yarrawonga. <laughs> I think I was living in Melbourne at the time, but I was coming back to see Dad and Les. And um, anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just keep going. He told me where to go and oh yeah, cool, no worries. And, um, so anyway, it concerned me that he was in a four-wheel drive and it was a bit of a hairy, it's starting to get a bit hairy up there. And, um, anyway, so I see this, uh, there's this path and there's shrub on either side and, um, it's just a narrow road and there is a deer just right in the middle of this path. And, um, he couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't go to the right, he couldn't go to the left. And, um, so, I start driving and I like keep moving, and then I'm like, come on, man, you know, as fast as you go is as fast as I'm gonna get home, and I don't have much petrol in the car. <laughs> so, I'm like, come on, come on. So, I'm chasing this deer. He couldn't go to the right or the left, there's so much shrub. Anyway, um, so I'm like, oh, gee, this deer, he's gone pretty fast. Like, you know, he could run. And I'm um, looking at the speedo, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, 20, 30, 40. I can't remember exactly how fast he went, but. He was doing all right, and then he stopped and turned over and tried to do the in- intimidation thing. Tr- scared me. I nearly hit him, but I missed. I missed him. It was a good thing. Anyway, eventually he went off the road, and I got home safely. And uh, the reason why I told you that story is uh, deers can run. They can. When they're hydrated, they can run fast. But imagine if that deer was dehydrated. It been, you know, He wouldn't have even seen me. I could have been a poacher. my lancer (laughs) I don't think I would have been but um see deers have strength and um but when they're dehydrated they're weakened and um you know predators are able to catch you know when you catch you if you're weakened and um and you can't see what you're doing so um you know because we all know that uh we're in a spiritual battle. All right, number three. Um, cannot communicate. So, we we all know that deers communicate with one another. You know, they have their little, you know, Bambi, this and that, and they talk to each other. You know, they have communication. But um, in the animal kingdom, at least I'd like to think they do. But. When they get to this third stage of dehydration, all they can do is yell in agony. They they do this big scream. They go ah, and they you know it's just all it means is I'm dehydrated. Uh, predators come get me. And it's um it's it's just interesting to me. It's like when when we separate ourselves from the presence of God and we 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 forget to fill ourselves up. I um I find myself. Um, I don't know if anyone else has got to this stage of dehydration. But um, I've lashed down at people before. I I have done it, you know. I think everyone's maybe done it, you know. And, you know, you you can sort of get to that, like, you know, ah, stage, you know. And um, it's not a good thing. But I've seen, and, and usually it's like, circumstances are so on top here, you and you're getting pressure and all that and you're like, oh, gee, so-and-so acted down a character. He's usually like this, but then he acted like this. And, um, but I've seen people go through bad circumstances as well and they didn't lash out. There's something different about them. They've got like a source of that they're filling up. They're filling up with the grace of God. They're filling up with, um, with, uh, with the right things in their life. So, you know, like we can, we can um, act from a position of being under our circumstances or we can act from a point of strength from the uh, presence of God in our life. And I love, um, I love, like, you know, it says, you know, come... I, I haven't got this scripture up here. Sorry, Gabby. But, you know, Jesus said, Come to me, everyone who's um, weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, for my burden is light. Um, I'll put my yoke upon me, because... Uh, put your yoke upon me, uh, you, yourself... You know, and I will teach you because my burden is light and I'm humble and lowly at heart. See, God wants to uh, strengthen us. He wants to take that burden from us. And, uh, yeah, but sometimes we, um, we can just act down from the pain that's going on around our circumstances. The fourth Sign of dehydration for a deer is the deer's skin emanates the smell of death and starts to stink. Who's ever, you know, been the, um, the cause of bad vibes? I haven't either. Um, mm. <laughs> you know, anyone got a little stinky in their spiritual walk? <laughs> yeah um yeah, what have I got written here for the notes here? <laughs> oh, it's just bad vibes yeah, yeah, yeah um oh, why did I write that uh yeah, basically, sometimes we just. sometimes we just, you know, can, like, have you ever, like, been in a situation where someone has um, been through the church sort of thing and then you're like, oh, you can't talk to so-and-so about that because, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's always, oh, you know, all different views and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, it might be a doctrinal issue or something that doesn't really matter. But what matters is the presence of God. It's what matters is the, um, the the relationship that we have with God. So, um, but that's an interesting thing. the 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 skin of the deer emanates the smell of death. It, it is it is um, it is starting to you know the vultures are starting to smell you know they I don't know if they smell but you know all the um all the other animals are starting to think oh you know this guy is on his last legs. And obviously the fifth symptom is it, uh, it will die. And obviously um, there's, like, there's a lot of like, I want you all to do your own research because there's like, you know, some believe that, you know, once saved, only saved and all that sort of stuff. Some say that you can, you know, your s- spirit can die. But um, just to simplify it, I'm just going to say, you know, you cease to believe in God. You know, you cease to like pursue him you just, the spiritual side of life just goes, nah, I'm over it, I've been burnt out, I don't want anything to do with it, and, um, you know, I think I'll do my own thing. So, <clears throat> what, what causes all this? What causes this, uh, this, this spiritual death, we'll call it for simple terms? Well, I reckon, and all these symptoms... I reckon there's many causes, but I want to put my finger on one specific cause, and it is in uh, Psalm chapter 10, verse 4, and it says, in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In his, all his thoughts, there is no room for God. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him, but in all of his thoughts, there is no room for God. I think if we think we're smarter than God, we start to seek the presence of the Lord less and we start to th- seek you know, the presence of number one more. And we think we are smarter than the Lord. We start to do our own thing and then we start to grow bitter in our, in our Christian spiritual walk and we start to think, ah, you know, all those guys, and, you know, and sort of there's a, there's a bitterness and there's like a but it's really it's a thirst for for God, but they, they um but the further you go away the, the the um the more um the harder it is to come back. That's why I love that um I love that song None but Jesus, you know, Each new day I choose. You know, it is such a thing. Each new day I choose. You know, there is no one else for me, none but Jesus love that song. So I was, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but, um, you know, COVID has been, you know, you know, sort of, sort of been around, you know, I ended up getting it early on in the year. And, um, I thought, oh, so I had to isolate for like 14 days and, um, I'm like, all right, I'm not working for these 14 days. I am going to seek the Lord. What an opportunity to seek the Lord. What an amazing opportunity. And our boy's just whispering over there, because he knows where I'm going with this. He's my roommate. You can't hide anything from your roommates. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to seek... Oh, there's so much time. How good is this? And then um, I thought, oh, maybe I'll start watching a TV series. And it was a very long one. It was very long. And, you know, I did do my normal Bible reading, but it was like instead of going to work, I was just caught up in this story. You know, I'm like... You know, and I was just like, I've got this thing. Like, I don't watch, I used to not watch TV series all that much because I know if I watch a TV series, I watch it. You know what I mean? I was just like, you know, it's one of my little things. I'm like, yes, this is fun. This is a good little story. But you can get so caught up in a story that you forget the author of your story. I always sort of think, you know, I should have been seeking the author of my life. You know, when I start watching these stories, I think, I'm just taking away from the story that the Creator wants to make in my life. You know, I should be seeking the Lord. I should be using this time to seek Him. So that's one of my regrets. I didn't seek the Lord as I should have. Especially at the start of the year, what an opportunity. But anyway, you have to forgive me for that. But it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. Now, so how are we going to... How are we going to seek the Lord? What do we do? It says in uh, John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, it says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. We need to come to Jesus. We need to go to Jesus. If anyone is thirsty, if you are thirsty... Come to me. Come to Jesus. This is Jesus speaking. And whoever believes in me, whoever believes in Jesus, um, as the scripture says, his heart will flow with rivers of living water. I think about the, uh, the, the lady who uh, was at the well, the, the woman at the well. And Jesus um, made sure he went to Samaria at that very time and he met this woman and uh, had the longest recorded conversation in the Bible. True story, true story. Um, now, so he has this conversation with the, uh, so I don't want to read it all out, so you know, that's why I'm going to be talking talking to her. It's quite a long passage. Um, so she has, uh, the, he has this conversation with her, and he says, why don't you come to me and I will give you living water? I'll give you living water. And he, she goes, uh, you know, what is this living water? And he starts to dish it down. He starts to um, tell her um, about, uh, you know, convict her of her sins. Like say, oh, you know, like tell her about um, things in her life. And she, he starts to wash her. And he starts to love her. And he starts to cleanse her. And then fill that, that, uh, that, that, that void within her heart. She was starting to get living water. She was starting to be refreshed and she started to understand who God was. And she, um, she come there and she was not living a life in God by any means. She had um, five husbands and the, the, the man that she was living with was not her husband. And she was living in sin and shame to the point where she would come to the well in the middle of the day, at the hottest time of the day. And it's like, um, that's not what they used to do. They used to come in the mornings. But she was too afraid um, and too covered in shame to go with the other women that she had to go by herself and um, pick, pick up the water. So she was, uh, she was covered in shame. But then when she encountered Jesus, she, uh, her, she was cleansed from her shame. How do I know that? Because she ran into that village and all those people were going, oh, this girl, you don't got to watch her. Um, she said i 've met Jesus, and she talks about Jesus, and there was no shame for her. She was like, "Yes i found jesus and he 's cleansed me he 's washed me and I just um, I love that encounter with God cleanses us, and then um, we find that that uh, the only thing that can um, uh, quench the thirst of our soul so uh I just want to say I just want to say how easy it is for us to get into the presence of God it's really not hard it's so simple I'm going to say um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 <clears throat> this is Paul talking to the uh, Corinthians and um, I imagine Paul talking to the Corinthians uh, like Keith would talk to us um, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to impersonate Keith because that would be wrong um, and <laughs> I don't know he's going to watch this. <laughs> um, but it says in Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse five, it says, "Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith." He's like, "Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you failed the test." Because <laughs> he said to test ourselves. We want to make sure that Jesus is living in us. We want to test ourselves to make sure Jesus is the Lord of our lives. You know, we, otherwise we may have just strayed just a little bit away from the presence of the Lord. We want to be testing ourselves daily. Is God the, the, um, the one that quenches my desire, my, my thirst for life? Is he the one that I'm putting first? Is he the one that um, that is... Uh, that is, uh, you know, leading my life. Um, I I don't have this scripture either. I just, one of my favorite scriptures is uh, uh, Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live, I live by faith in the one who loved and died for me. I love that because it's like Jesus wants to work out this life within us. Now, if Jesus is in us, then the presence of God is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us. I I think about um, Reinhard Bonnke. I remember seeing him speak once and someone asked Reinhard Bonnke. Now, if you don't know Reinhard Bonnke, he's an amazing evangelist. He's seen millions of people saved um, and he spoke to millions and millions of people all over the world. And someone asked him, they uh, say, Reinhard what happens if you, like, just are about to get up onto the platform and it's like, you just don't feel the presence of the Lord? And then he goes, I know that Jesus lives in me, so I appropriate the presence of the Lord. I appropriate the presence of the Lord. I appropriate the manifestation of the presence of the Lord because he's within me. He's not, he's not far, he's not distant. He is right here. He's here. He's within you. It's not hard. If you believe in Jesus Christ, He is in you. And we just need to appropriate His presence daily so that we can do the will of God. So we can do the things that He would have us do. I love that one. So anyway, if it's that easy, if it's that easy, why is this deer thirsty? Why do we have you know, why do we have thirsty souls? Why do we, why do we if it's that easy, why do, we, uh, why do we distance ourselves from the presence of the Lord? Excuse me for a second. I, I was sort of thinking about this and I'm like, you know, it'd be a sad thing to look at a deer just looking at that nice swimming hole or drinking pool, lagoon, river, lake, whatever it is. Feet there, nose over it, just refusing to drink. <laughs> and then refusing to drink to the point where it starts not to see the water anymore. Remember the first thing to go was the, the blind, so now he can't even see the water. He's like, Ah, it's probably there, I don't know, I don't nah, I don't even I don't even believe the water's there anymore. You know, and then its strength is weakened, and then it starts to yell. And then the the smell of death starts pouring out of its skin, but it's too proud to go into the water. That's often the case with us. It's one step, it's only one step. It doesn't it it doesn't take much. It's just like, God, I need you. I appropriate your presence. I thank you that you're in me. I want to walk. You know, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Forgive me for my sins. You know? Lord, I need you. No matter where you're at in your life, no matter what you've done, you can do that. You can do that at any moment of your life. You can just say, Oh, God, you know, help me to repent, change the way I think. Help me to walk in your grace and your mercy. It's one step, one step until we're in the presence, until we're in the water. The amazing thing about a deer when it's in stage four, when it's starting to sweat and emanate the, uh, the, 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 um, the smell of death is, um, it is, uh, <clears throat> what's it do? It, um, it doesn't drink. It goes, in, goes into the water and then it starts splashing around. It starts splashing. And what it does is it wants to cleanse itself. It doesn't want to smell like death anymore. It jumps into the river and it starts splashing around and it cleanses itself. And then it drinks. We need to get fully immersed. We want to cleanse. uh, You know, we want to allow the Lord to cleanse us from the stench of uh, avoiding Him for so long. Because I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel if I avoid the presence of the Lord, if I avoid, um, uh, you know, communion with God, I start to stink. And he just says, come to me, take that plunge in, and I will cleanse you. I will, I will uh, quench the thirst of your soul. And it's something we need to do every day. And really, we don't have any excuse. We don't. It's like there, there is circumstances and everything that's going on, but God is always there. He is always there. Um, I just want to encourage you. Um, we're... I've probably gone a little long, have I? Sorry about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, did, I, I think I just want to encourage everyone, we don't have to have a big encounter thing. And I, like, I do love encounter things, don't get me wrong. But I do want to encourage every single person, just if you just have a time by yourself, Appropriate the presence of the Lord. Go and drink the living water, the living water of, of the presence of God. He's there. It's readily available. You know, it's his, his word, your time in prayer. We don't, we don't have an excuse. We just, all we have to do is step in and go, God, help me. God, help me. You know where I'm at. You know what I'm doing. We can all do that. We could do that every day. I'm sure there's enough time for a little help me prayer. I did that when I woke up. I rolled over and went, help me, Lord. And he answered my prayer. So um, I just want to encourage you in that. Um, God bless you all. I hope you're having a fantastic week. And uh, thanks for joining us on the stream. God bless you. And uh, have a good one.